0: Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for another episode of Dark Becomes Light with Heidi Hollis.
2: You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. (laughs) Welcome to my show. Remember, each week, this is the place you go to when you want to hear of other people's experiences or vent your experiences about whatever it is that you've experienced when it comes to anything out of the ordinary, and that could be angels to aliens, ghosts to phantoms, demons, shadow people, hat man, near-death experiences, and all of the in-betweens, because... We cover all the in-betweens. And uh, if we're going to keep residing on this planet and it gets stranger and stranger, I'd say it's time that we start connecting the dots with each other and how better to do that than to communicate, talk, tell, research, and share that research. Drop the egos and just be who we are because it's important. It really is, if we are going to get ahead. And I like the idea of getting ahead, don't you? I mean, my goodness, this uh, this planet is full of excitement. It really is. And I am digging it. I'm having a blast. And uh, I really like knowing that I'm helping other people out there in the world that are, uh, you know, wanting to know answers. I want to know as much as possible. And, you know, we lose people that are in these fields and we don't realize what they've contributed until they've gone. And we're like, wow, what, where's their work at? I want to read up on it. I want to listen to their interviews. I want to, I want to be the next person that helps this whole thing along. And, you know, you could think the efforts of a lot of folks uh, for the government finally saying we're going to reveal something. And again, I'm not a big fan to trust everything they're going to say just because they don't have the best track record. And, um, you know, I also don't have a lot of faith in the alien beings said to be flying around for the most part, doing a lot of the infiltrating types of contact when it comes to alien abductions you know the gray alien beings and uh, boy they have said everything from being our saviors to our creators to being humans from the future who have come back because they lost their ability to be able to have children so they are here to create half human half alien hybrids and to uh, repopulate their now planet i am telling you i have absolutely heard it all and if these are humans from the future, okay, that have come back, then that really lets me know that we are not to trust them at all. Because if anybody can lie, it's a human. I don't care how robotic that they act and how robotic that they move. And there's also this fear uh, out there when it comes to what did these future humans do to themselves? Well, they integrated themselves with technology, uh, transhumanism, whatever, metahuman becoming half human, half something else. And they've like upgraded themselves to all be cookie cutter and you know, just be efficient and being able to do certain things. And then there's, huh, there's leaders to these strange robotic cookie cutter looking thing. So those must have been the elite ones that knew not to pull that crap on their very human bodies. I'm speaking of the Nordics, Um, (laughs) because they knew better. It's like, I'm not gonna swallow that pill. No. So somebody's got to direct you cookie cutter idiots. (laughs) So I don't know, I'm just throwing stuff out there, but you got to wonder, it's like, if this is true, why is there a superior to them? They're not all the same. Hmm. And then there's military looking human folks from our government standing right next to them. I am really suspicious now that there's something going on here that not everybody is privy to even the gray alien beings. So much to say. I can't help myself. Um, (laughs) But, you know, believe it or not, today's program is going to uh, look into a topic that I really enjoy. um, And it's our loved ones on the other side, how they communicate, how they reach back to us. Uh, We've got a really fascinating guest that's going to share about their book and uh, their experiences. And uh, I thought it would be neat to explore that and to share a little bit about my background and what it is that I know when it comes to that sort of thing. And uh, I think that we all hope and feel that our loved ones communicate with us like that that bond was too strong. You went to bed and didn't wake up and suddenly that's it. That's the end. and, And what? You know, what am I supposed to do with this now? With all of this connectivity I have in me and you just closed your eyes and now you're gone. This just doesn't feel right. Death never feels right. Why is that? But then it's a part of living? What? Like this this is supposed to be something that that we are expected to do. And um, I'll tell you, there's something that I know about that that it's not exactly true. It's not exactly how it is supposed to be. It never feels right for a reason. And uh, it was never supposed to be, right? Uh, We learned that from the Garden of Eden that somebody something tempted somebody to do the wrong thing and lo and behold we are all paying for it all these many many eons later right um is that true uh, you know am i the one that could judge that no <laughs> so all i could say is repeating history and thousands of years of people have contemplated what has been put there so uh, i'm going to toss in my two cents worth right there uh you know what i'm going to do I want to go over some of the signs that I think a lot of us have heard when and if a loved one has crossed over and how they may communicate with us. And it's just, there's such a variety, absolutely such a variety. And uh, I think they happen more often than not. Like, I, I just don't, I just don't believe it ends. I just don't. And so many of us uh, do have these different belief systems where it's like, you know what? They, they crossed over. They are done with me over here, and I just can't imagine that they're they're gonna stop and pause and reach back to make me feel better about them leaving me here. If you leave, wouldn't you hope to be able to reach back to your loved ones? Wouldn't you ask? the creator please 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 give me a moment i want to let my mom know i'm okay because i could feel her crying her eyes out and she's destroying her life because i'm not there anymore do you not think god wouldn't give us a break i i would think so i would think so and uh oftentimes this this happens. It really does. Not, not for everyone that crosses over. I'll, I'll, I'll say that, um, personally for myself, it's not always happened for me either, but there have been times and, uh, I've always like counted (laughs) myself to be very fortunate when it's happened. And, uh, Over the years, a lot of people have reached out to me or shared their stories to say, look, I got comforted, you know, my, my family member or my friend did this or that. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. That's so special. Okay, so I'm going to go over some of these things that I found on a website that is very, uh, very typical of of what I hear. And uh, so this comes from thewayward.co and uh, Tracy Dimmick. She wrote this and um, I I found it just absolutely, absolutely fascinating. And then the next segment, I'm going to share about some of the things that have happened to myself and my family when it comes to past loved ones that um, you've never heard me share, actually. So he'll get a kick out of this. So, all right. So these are some of the, the signs. Okay. And she breaks them down to five. Okay. So Feathers. Apparently, a lot of people say that they saw a feather just kind of appear on their kitchen counter or something. It's uh, laying in the middle of the living room, and it's like, hold on, you know, some people are really anal about keeping their house just so, and a white, fluffy feather just laid out nowhere or right on top of your bed. Like, wow, that's that's pretty amazing. Like, you know yourself, if that would happen, uh, from yourself or somebody in the house drop something off, right? But no, just, just a big white fluffy feather somewhere. And people say, oh, it's probably like a, a garden angel watching over you. All right. Another sign butterflies. This is a, a, a symbol, like a loved one visited. Okay. And I have heard everything from butterflies just flying over and landing on somebody's arm or or getting really close to their face almost like waving hello and and they're just like and it and it gave them the thought to think of their loved one so it's not just you see the butterfly and you you know it's it's something it's like an interaction it's like a connection that people just can't really explain away to be typical like all right, I've seen a lot of butterflies in my day, but this one made me think of grandma for some reason. And it got really close. And it landed on me, or just got close, you know, so it's it there's some specialness to this. Okay. And there's another one birds birds is a, a very, very common way that people will say, wow, this Beautiful white dove came out of nowhere, or or they just act very different towards a person, and they connect that to someone who has crossed over, and uh, it just it brings back. Those thoughts. And and I can't think that that's a coincidence. I really can't. And I know someone uh, in the family that actually went to go visit a gravesite of somebody who had passed and, and as they went to drive off, it's a white dove out of nowhere, white dove. Is dri- it, as the person is driving, it's flying parallel to the driver's side window, and the bird is gliding, and it's turning its head, looking into the window, to the driver. So, wow, that that's a big one. Um, <laughs> okay, so here goes another one. Pets. Uh, she says, if you've ever seen your dog have an encounter with thin air, like there's an energy. There's a presence there's something there and you know your pet you know that they don't react to just nothing So there's an energy that's letting you know That it's there and if the the pet isn't acting afraid, you know must be something positive or someone close Or somebody that the dog is familiar with so I I find that to be really beautiful and special, too So and then the next one this one's kind of cool. I don't hear about this one that often, but I have heard of it coins Finding random coins in the strangest of places, probably in the same places that uh, feathers are found. Just, you know, like, there's a dime in the middle of my bed, there's a dime in the middle of my desk, there's a dime on my stove, or... You know it's not always dimes but it's it's interesting so those are the five signs that are pretty typical but i'll go over a few more then i'll also share some personal stuff right after the break you guys you are listening to dark becomes light with me heidi hollis on the iHeartRadio radio and coast to coast am paranormal podcast
3: network we will be right back
4: At ParanormalDate.com, you meet the most fantastic people. Hi, I'm Tom.
5: Hi, I'm Jennifer. What brings you here?
4: Yeah, I'm here to meet someone who understands
5: me. How so?
4: Well, I'm into UFOs, ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, the paranormal, that kind of stuff. But can't seem to find anyone who gets
5: it. Oh, well, um, nice to meet you, Tom. I, I gotta go.
4: Uh, Okay, guess that's not your cup of tea. You sure?
5: Very. Good luck with that i can't meet anyone when i'm out and i
2: really can't find a website for my
4: unique interests what is one to do have you thought about paranormaldate.com Paro what dot what
0: who are you i'm a paranormal matchmaker and it's paranormaldate.com it's a website for people looking for people like them stuff you like remember
4: interesting uh, i'll give it a try well let's try this again uh, hi
1: i'm tom Hey, I'm Deb. Your profile on ParanormalDate.com looked very interesting. So, you really saw a UFO? Well, yeah. It was
4: so intense, but not as intense as meeting you.
1: You're an alien chasing flirt, but I kind of like it.
4: Wow. This ParanormalDate.com thing
0: really works. Maybe ParanormalDate.com is for you. People with an interest in things they hear on George's show find their match daily. So, if you're looking for that special someone with an interest in UFOs, ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and, of course, the paranormal. Come to the dating site inspired by George Norrie. It's always free to search, and if you decide to upgrade to our amazing new features, use promo code GEORGE for a great discount. ParanormalDate.com. You are not alone. Every eight minutes, the American Red Cross brings help and hope to people in need. Thanks to the support of everyday heroes like you, the Red Cross is able to respond to disasters big and small, support military families, help ensure that blood is available when needed, and teach life-saving skills like CPR and first aid. Be a hero. Donate today. Visit RedCross.org or call
4: 1-800-RED-CROSS.
2: Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM paranormal podcast network (laughs) just before the break i was introducing the five usual signs that uh, people who have crossed over might leave for us that are still living here today hoping to have some kind of reconnection to those folks that have left (laughs) i mean just to be honest they left us and we're like come on now you know say hi something, you know, we're just looking for a sign. And, you know, I have had these types of things happen to myself as well, but I've had some experiences that go a little bit deeper. But some of the things not mentioned on that list of five signs are dreams. I think a lot of us have had dreams of those who have crossed over and, uh, There's not always a good explanation for it. Like, was I just thinking of them? But it seems so real. I have had them of my dog. I had three dogs. My favorite was named Alien. And another was named Earthling. And then his sister was named Starship. But Alien was the dog that I had Uh, so many dreams of him. Like, I would wake up smelling him on me. Like, oh, and, and I would wake up so like, I had fun with my puppy, and you know, just a good old time. And um, the interesting part is that he had not crossed by that time. I had to give him away to a friend because I moved overseas and I did not want to have him go through the strict uh, quarantine that they do to animals because I knew it would torture him and it would change him, and I just couldn't do it. So, but I missed him so terribly, I would have these dreams of playing with him. And then, and then one time, he came to me and his tail was down and uh, he looked sad. And I knew it would be the last time I would see him and I knew he was going to cross over and it just broke my heart. Absolutely broke my heart. And um, that was about, mm, about four years ago or so. And uh, he had to be up there in age by that time. But you want to hear something really, really, really cool? (laughs) So, recently I had a dream of a dog that looked very similar to him, but different markings and everything. Oh, my goodness. I get goosebumps running at me, jumping into my arms, and it was a puppy. And I knew it was a descendant of my dog, Alien. And I knew his little soul was in there. And it was just the greeting of, it's me, it's me, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm back. You know, I'm I'm like, oh my goodness. If I see that dog anywhere, I know I'm getting it. <laughs> because that is, uh, that's my dog Alien. I'd probably name it Alien again. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. A lot of people, they report seeing their pets in their dreams when they've crossed over and I'd like to think that we get that opportunity to see them again, because my goodness, they're like uh, little soul companions, aren't they? Another thing not mentioned on here in this list of five are orbs, or some may say spirit orbs. And uh, they tend to hang around haunted locations or in people's homes where might not necessarily be haunted, but when they're seen... They feel it is the spirit of someone they know. And sometimes these orbs transform and have a face or have a vibe. And
3: uh,
2: I've had Carolyn Clapper on this program. And uh, if you go to her Facebook page, you'll see a couple of times she is recording these orbs floating into her room and, and she refers to them as people that she knows. And just uh, like you know, close the door or something, and and they'll do that. And uh, and they're orbs, they're orbs. But she recognizes them as being past loved ones. So it's it's amazing. There there's just no limits to this connection that we have to the, our loved ones. Why does it end? When they end, it doesn't. It doesn't have to. And we just have to pay attention to that. As we move through this life, we will lose people, those that we love, those that we feel connected to. And, you know, I think that uh, there's also a, a way that sometimes people get a little bit too connected to a story of someone. And and sometimes uh, when you're looking at a spirit, they'll look back at you and it becomes an attachment that... It's not related and you might not want. So we have to be leery of such things as well, but we're not going to focus on that today, right? We're going we're gonna to keep it positive. <laughs> oh my goodness. But I wanted to share, uh, another very personal story. And, uh, this is one that I haven't covered much in my lifetime. Um, only within the family because it is one of those topics that it's like oh gosh that's so very different but um and 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 sad too so um so when I was a kid I lost my mom quite young and uh it was it was a really a strange time you know I mean I was seven years old and I had a younger sister she was five and uh you know it's like all that love is just gone where'd her mom go you know oh god took her what well he is no friend of mine you know <laughs> uh so but there came a very 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 interesting encounter that occurred um to my younger sister and uh interesting enough okay i'll paint this out for you so I was walking by uh, the shared bedroom that myself and my sister had and uh, I see she's like, propped something up against the window. She was too little to look out of it. So she's standing on uh, something. I don't know what it is a box of some kind. And uh, I notice that she's talking to the window. I hear her voice. Yes. Okay. I promise. And I'm like, I start passing and I hear her and I go to walk in the room. And she's like, I promise mom. Okay. Okay. I was like, mom. And I'm not kidding you. This gives me goosebumps. It's nighttime. And the window was glowing. I saw just this beautiful aura of white light coming from the window. And, and I'm like, mom, where's mom? And I coming up to the window to see who my sister is speaking to. And she got so upset with me. Oh, no, you scared her away. You scared her away. You scared her away. And I'm like, where, where, where? And I'm jumping up on the box and I'm trying to look outside. It was pitch black. I couldn't see anything. And I'm like, well, what did mom say? What, why didn't she stay? Why wouldn't she let me say hello? And my sister got really serious. And she's like, Heidi, she told me not to tell you. What? What? (laughs) You know, What does that mean? Not to tell me. Why not? Why wouldn't she want you to tell me? And my sister refused to tell me. Ever. (laughs) She remembered it quite clear, but she would not tell me. Now, flash forward. My goodness, I had to be about 16 years old. Uh, A lot of things of the strange happened when I was about 16 years old. And, uh, I was, uh, I read a little paragraph about, uh, <laughs> about the hypnosis and I'm like, oh, this is cool. I call my little sister over, hey, hey, let me try this on you. She's like, okay. <laughs> like, and, and literally it's a paragraph and I read it and I'm like, so I go to, uh, regress her and like, okay. And and i don't I'm thinking she's messing with me. I don't believe that she's actually you know hypnotized and so what do I do? I go to that moment of when she saw our mother in the window, and I'm like, "Are you seeing it now?" She goes, "Yeah, are you looking at Mom now? Yes, I'm talking to her now. Great. What is she telling you?" <laughs> I had to go there. I had to go there. I couldn't couldn't help myself all these years. She's held this, you know, you saw her mother and she doesn't want you to tell us. And uh, so I'm anxious. I'm like, what's she saying? And tears start coming down my sister's face. And I realize she is really hypnotized. And she's like, she told me not to tell you, Heidi. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And she starts crying even harder. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And I'm like, almost like, oh, crap, what do I do now? You know, I, I gotta snap her out of this. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to count to three and you can wake up. And she's not moving. And then slowly she sits up tears all in her face as she goes why did you take me back to that and I'm like I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> i just I didn't um uh, I didn't know it would work I really didn't so I was really really surprised that it did and um I felt bad I never ever found out what my mother told her and now she doesn't remember <laughs> sounds like she needs another hypnosis session <laughs> sounds terrible i know but uh (laughs) oh my goodness but yeah so people from the other side do tend to reach out in different ways sometimes more powerful than the next and uh our next guest is going to share about what it is they experienced in uh, connecting to the other side and it is a story that i think a lot of us can relate to when we lost someone and we feel utterly lost and we are just hoping hoping to somehow reach from our side over to them and uh, there are a lot of different ways that people can do that and uh, our guest Martin Sawa has found that way and I think you're going to really enjoy his story and what he has to say coming right up so uh yeah stick around and uh, i want you guys to remember go to shadowfolks or heidihollis.com and share your stories with me as much as you'd like the more information the better all right you guys are listening to dark becomes light with me heidi hollis on the iHeartRadio and coast to coast am
3: paranormal podcast network We will be right back, stick around.
1: With age, women and men have issues with fine lines, wrinkles, under-eye bags, crepey skin on the neck, and aging on the hands. Dr. Nathan Newman, doctor to top athletes and celebrities, plus creator of stem cell-based Lumines, is proud to announce a much lower price on his products. Dr. Newman, tell me about the long-term benefit of Lumines versus other store-bought products.
6: The technology that we have comes from the factors and the polypeptides that the stem cells are producing these are the language that the skin uses to talk to each other. And by using these products, you're maintaining the health and balance of the skin versus other products that we used to have before this technology came about was only putting something to cover the skin. It was never really to help to maintain the balance of the skin. So when we're using the Luminesque hairline we're going to continue to have a very healthy and beautiful looking skin that will be maintained and will continue to get better and better over Time versus when you're using a moisturizer or when using most of the other products that we had before this technology, you would only get sort of the moisturizer right then, and then that was it. There was no long-term benefit.
1: Thank you, Dr. Newman. For several years, we have offered Lumines products, and decided a price reduction was in order, so more can enjoy the amazing benefits of Dr. Newman's stem cell-based Lumines. Shop now at HealthyLooking.com or call toll-free 800-604-3129 if you would like to try Lumines. How about our starter kit, postage paid for $19.99? See the full line of products from Luminesce. Plus our starter kit offer at HealthyLooking.com. That's HealthyLooking.com or call 800-604-3129. Luminesce from HealthyLooking.com. Are you looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Well, look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, try ParanormalDate.com seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer paranormaldate.com is great for everyone you can also tap into members that are 60 plus at paranormaldate.com slash seniors enjoy your search and have some fun at paranormaldate.com
2: Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And just before the break, I was sharing a little bit about what our next guest is going to be discussing. I have Martin Sawa, whose career spanned over 30 years as a commercial real estate broker, operator and developer, and he negotiated numerous high profile transactions in San Francisco and LA, culminating in over $400 million in development projects. And he left that business to write in 2013 after completing several screenplays and essays he committed to writing a memoir called The Other Side of Success. So everybody give a round of applause to Martin Sawa. So how are you doing today, Martin? Oh,
6: I'm great. How are you doing, Heidi?
2: Life has been really interesting. So speaking of which, you have had some very interesting uh, situations that... uh, inspired you to write a book can you tell us a little bit about it
6: the book is called the other side of success and the subtitle is money and meaning in the golden state and it's a memoir and it covers both my career in the world of uh, commercial real estate and is also a pretty uh, raw accounting of my personal life it's set in uh, san francisco and los angeles in the years before and after the millennium so there's a bit of a historical component to it too
2: fascinating now this being a paranormal program you have delved in have you not into these uh, more stranger and mysterious topics
6: i would say i was more drag kicking and screaming but yes (laughs) Like most of us. <laughs> so tell us a little <laughs> bit about that. What, uh,
2: How'd that occur?
6: Well, I, I never... Uh, being in the business that I was, and this was, uh, again, in commercial real estate, negotiating large deals, you know, office, high-rise office buildings, shopping malls and the like. Uh, and it was pretty intense. So I never... The paranormal, so to speak, never really factored into my life uh, until I married my second wife, and I was uh, about 40 years old at the time. And uh, she, I found out she had what I would call powers in the world of the unseen, and there would be kind of anomalous situations, and I just kind of sloughed them off. And, uh, but after a while, it you can't kind of deny uh, the reality. So it was more or less through her that I got introduced to what I call the other side. And in the title of my book, uh, The Other Side of Success, that's also a play on uh, the spirit world, which is referred to as the other side. And after the after we married, uh, I had an experience and was introduced to a psychic medium. Uh, again, I don't know what made me go and see her. This We were in L.A. at the time. But, but it was a very compelling experience. And over time, I got to know her and interact with her. And even then, I tried to debunk the whole process. But finally just determined that there were people who had gifts and could provide valuable information through unexplainable means. And so I went with it.
2: And that is quite a, a stretch for someone who was a skeptic. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a, and I think we all kind of start off that way until something happens to us. And uh, it's, you think everybody is, is uh, from the show me state, like show it to me, prove it to me, you know? And, and I think that goes hand in hand with religious thinking, miraculous thinking. And here you had your perspective changed uh just by chance and meeting this psychic medium. So what was that point? What, what was said? What, what happened that really got you to be like, all right, I'm dropping my guard?
6: <laughs> we, we, again, were in Los Angeles, and I, I can't remember exactly where I, I must have seen an ad or something for advertising that this woman was going to give a little seminar. And it was at the Holiday Inn in Hollywood, of all places. And so I cajoled my wife to come with me. And she was very religious and read the Bible every night. And notwithstanding her anomalous experiences and synchronistic events, she, the Bible casts a dim view on sorcerers and psychics and spiritists and the like. So she she didn't, she was kind of reluctant to go and couldn't like really understand how this would fit into her worldview. But uh, I finally got her to go and we went and we went in a small conference room. There were probably 30 people there. Uh, there was a stool at the front and this woman comes out and sits down. Says her name is Mary Jo. And she looked like a suburban housewife, which she, in fact, was, but she also had uh, psychic abilities. So she said she was going to go into trance, and her voice changed. And I thought it was just kind of a con, and thought she would just kind of do, you know, normal psychic kind of stuff, whatever in my mind I believe that might be. But she, when when she went into trance, she started with the first person in the front row and told this individual uh, secrets about his life. And you could tell just by his face uh, that, you know, he was in total shock. And then she gave him suggestions on how he might improve his life in the present day. And so she went down the row and by about the third person, everybody's like quiet because You know, (laughs) what she kind of revealed about me. It it was really intense. And she finally got to us and she told my wife uh, uh, about an experience that she had had with her brother many years ago. And even I didn't know about that. And she took it easy on me to just mention the health issue I was having and uh, what I might think of doing. And so when we left that night, we were just kind of in shock. And uh, the guy who had the first reading, we saw him run to his car, get in. He backed it into a concrete column and just sped away. He was so unnerved. Wow. Yeah. So I said, there's something here. Uh, I'm not going to accept it or call it anything by name right now. But that's when I began my investigation of psychics and I subscribed to Skeptic Magazine and <laughs> learned about.
2: Just to make sure you covered all your
6: bases, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm a rational person. And obviously, in business, there's no one I can talk to about this because, mm. you know, they would have rolled their eyes.
2: You know, do you think that's kind of a shame though? Cause I, I, my background, I'm in the medical field and uh, you know, I wasn't one to cram it down people's throats either, but if they asked me questions or something, I, I loved it. It's like, Oh, huh, I get a chance to converse with my colleagues, but don't you feel sorry sometimes for your colleagues when they're just unaware of such things?
6: I can't say I feel sorry for them. Some, some of them are really successful and they have, they have, you know, a lot going on in their lives. It's, I think, it's, it's, um, it's how one is wired. I've always had kind of an openness to experience, to visceral experience, not just to read about things in books, but to try it out firsthand myself, and then to put what I call skin in the game, and that's to put something at risk. Uh, where that makes you keen because if you're proven wrong, you have consequences to pay. And whether it's a job or whether it's marriage or really anything in life. So so I just kind of dove in and tried to figure it out for myself. And I came to the conclusion that most people – in my opinion who are identif- identify themselves as psychics probably don't ha- really have any special abilities or even in some cases just have a fraudulent enterprise but i also believe that there's a tiny percentage who are, are highly skilled and who it, it's not something they nurture and don't like work but were born with the gift and usually discovered it at an early age and then kind of denied it, but then probably in the late teens or somewhere around there just confronted the, the fact that they had this ability and then chose to share it with others.
2: I, I think you're definitely correct about that. I know a, f- a few good psychics that make me stop and go did you really just now do that like whoa you know when you get to know some of these folks on a a friendship level it it really makes you not feel alone in any circumstance so interesting that you said uh you're in some of these these colleagues you don't feel sorry for them because they have success in this life but as your book alludes to, uh, it's about success on the other side versus this side, though, correct?
6: That was uh, my story. Yeah, it's uh, the the material. It's all a function of what you believe. And when I was young, just trying to make a living and raise a family and do those kind of things. And I, I was raised religiously and then kind of fell away. So it was, it's a function of what you believe to be true if you believe that life starts at zero and ends at zero and that's all there is then you're going to live in a certain way
2: well that is definitely one way to look at it Uh, i'd like to think building up success on the other side of this life is a lot more important than what you can build here today only for your people to inherit it because you can't take it with you. All right, you guys, we are getting to the next break. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast
3: Network. Stick around.
5: younger looks in minutes? It's real with Instantly Ageless from HealthyLooking.com. This velvety micro cream applied to areas on the face immediately diminishes visible signs of aging. Great for bags under the eyes, forehead wrinkles, saggy eyebrows, crow's feet, and facial pores. Now look your beautiful best in less than two minutes with Instantly Ageless. And it works great for women and men. Here's what happened when they tried Instantly Ageless on the doctors. But I want you all to
0: imagine a cream that can instantly remove your under eye bags. We're going to put it to the test with
1: our good friend, Dr. Sonia Batra. So what, what is this product? So this is a product we're going to see if it works. It's called Instantly Ageless. And the idea is that it works very quickly is you just need a very small amount and then you apply it to areas where you might be a little bit puffy. I have just looked at what's in this product and I've looked at the ingredients. And one of them is something called Argyralene, which is sort of a darling in dermatology right now. It's a peptide or a protein that actually relaxes is the muscle. It's also called Botox in a bottle. It's meant to relax muscle and work like Botox. I mean, you can
3: literally see it working as you're putting it on. The other
1: active ingredient in this is silicates, which almost act like a clay. They're minerals. And they're making the skin sort of tighter. It's actually increasing the surface tension on the skin to push that herniated fat pad
5: back. Order yours today at HealthyLooking.com or by phone at 800-604-3129. 800-604-3129. Our starter kit is only 1999 including shipping and the full-size box has now been discounted substantially as well. Put your best face forward instantly with instantly ageless from healthylooking.com That's healthylooking.com.
2: Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And we have Martin Asawa, who is sharing about his fabulous book, The Other Side of Success. And we were talking about how success in this lifetime is different and the other side of this lifetime. So how would you express and explain that to someone? Like as a businessman who has been successful, what do you value the most?
6: When I started and I had a family to support, it was just important to me to get ahead financially and materially. My parents were immigrants from Ukraine who arrived with nothing. And uh, we grew up in a small town in rural Wisconsin. And then after college, I moved out to California and lived largely in the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, so it was very competitive and just required a lot of time and concentration. Uh, but it everything comes at a cost. My personal life was suffering. I had some issues with, uh, with alcohol. And it was just spiraling in a bad direction, and I had to do do something, so I undertook to focus i didn't quit my job at the time, but to to just put it in perspective and to focus more time on uh, what I call the world of the unseen uh, the, the world of religious belief, the world of paranormal uh, the things that don't matter materially and can necessarily be explained by science and so then I ventured further and uh, immersed myself and had more experiences in this area, which kind of solidified my beliefs.
2: That's very important. So something that I, I often talk about here in this program are having faith. And I did something similar as you indicate with your ex- your whole adventure, you know, you you kind of stray away from your faith base. And then you find other things that bring you back to it that have a a paranormal flair or taste to it. And and it brings you back full circle. And and it's like re... uh re-exploring, re-rediscovering, uh, like, anew. Like, this is, you know, I, I, I regretted uh, a lot of my time spent sitting in, in church. I'm like, what am I learning? I'm a kid, you know, and, and then it's like, oh, you know, it, it's so different when you're an adult and things got you on this path. So, how was that for you from the inside out, and how do you explain how important that was for you?
6: I had moved to, uh California in 1973, and had been. This was after the, the 60s when something shifted culturally in this country. And over from then on to the present, uh, there was just an increasingly secular perspective, and religion just, in many cases, just faded into the background. So it wasn't like there were debates on, you know, the existence of God or this belief versus that belief. There was just no discussion. And so it was easy to, you know, to get to forget what uh, I had learned growing up. And uh, my upbringing happened to be Catholic. And I was an altar boy. And then Again, after high school, just kind of dropped the practice. Once you start seeing that and believing that there is more to life, then in my case, it was opening myself up to other experiences. The biggest shock and the turning point in my life came when my second wife talked about uh, dropped dead one night. And there's no way to describe that. Right. And after that, I contemplated suicide and. And just and it was with the help of Mary Joel, the psychic, uh, that brought me back uh, more than any other thing, and reconnected me with my wife, and, in my mind, proved that a relationship can survive physical death, Amazing. and it doesn't get any bigger than that.
2: Right. You know, and I know that uh, in in the religious uh, order of things, they don't recommend that you consult with psychics, but there are a lot of gifted people. And where do these gifts come from? And it's like, and, and they do bring comfort. So are we really, I think if you practice this in the right way for the right reasons, I don't see the harm and, and look what it did for you in your life.
6: Exactly. Uh, The word psychic, unfortunately, can cover a number of practices and individuals who, in many cases, have very little in common. Uh, Mary Joel was, I would call, a good Christian woman. And that's what eventually endeared her to uh, Anita, uh, my second wife. Whereas there are probably many other psychics who are uh, either Non theists or again not not even have much of a religious belief, so you have to know whether the person is operating from the dark side or not, but then it becomes a matter of skill and again the 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 best psychics that i've dealt with they can always reveal something of a, of a secret nature between you and the person who you who you're communicating with that no one else could possibly know, and that's that's kind of the, the the proof, so to speak. And they they're not into, you know, trying to help you make money in the stock market or crystal ball or making predictions. They're into trying to help people who are suffering to live their life better. So in that sense, they're not much different than an accomplished therapist. And if you find these people, then it's a great experience. And you can call them a psychic, Mary Jo refers to herself as a soul intuitive, uh, or you can call him anything you want. But that's that's the kind of, quote, psychic that I've had the fortune, I was fortunate enough to, to meet.
2: Is there anything that you wish that you had done differently? If you could take a few years back and say, you know, on my trip to California, I wish I had kept this in in mind like when you speak to others who are seeking this great success what would you tell your younger self and what do you tell others
6: i don't want it to sound banal or cliche-ish but i don't i try not to entertain regrets (laughs) because it's it it just is is unproductive right and you can't put toothpaste back in the tube and (laughs) This and the the mentorship work that I've done, and probably the best case was my stepson, who, whose story is frankly more compelling than my own, in terms of the obstacles that had to be overcome. And it's it's not like a like books you read about real estate or other business or material success, where there are seven secrets, or it's the how-to. Uh, it's it 's pretty individual e- each person has to craft their own destiny, and each person can benefit from direction, but it 's not a uniform template and The biggest thing I found is uh, most people can do far beyond what they can imagine, but the problem becomes having it be congruent with their beliefs and their personal life. And it's always a constant challenge to keep the two in balance or to sort of take the middle way, as the Buddha might say. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, well, can you t- give us an example of something that occurred between you and uh, your wife that crossed over? Like, what? How did you maintain this relationship with her on the other side?
6: Well, right after she passed, uh, within a couple of weeks, called Mary Jo. And Mary Jo was always, she never tried to sell me her services. In fact, we would only probably have a session maybe twice a year uh, because she didn't want me to use it as a crutch. Got it. And, and so she was able to connect with Anita. And again, a, a, a psychic, a genuine psychic is not right all the time, like a stock trader. They're right a certain percentage of the time, but no one could complain.
2: Was there something that happened in particular? We've got a minute left, and I want to get a quick story in and then get your website so people would grab your book.
6: Yeah, she, she told me how Anita passed, and then she said not to call until I got myself straight in this life, which took me a few months, and then I called back, and Anita reappeared and gave me information no one else could possibly know. I knew it then that our relationship had not ended, and it would continue to survive.
2: Wonderful. So how can people get your book, and what's your website?
6: Uh, My website is simply uh, martinsawa.com, M-A-R-T-I-N-S-A-W-A.com. And from there, it gives you more information on the book. And also, you can drop me a line. Love to hear from you.
2: Wonderful. Thank you so much, Martin Sawa, for coming on the program. It is a personal thing when you are having supernatural experience that is hard to express and explain and even to be believable. You know, it's like, how do we express to the next person? This really did happen. I really had a connection. It's not always so easy. But uh, I want you guys to remember to go to my website, shadowfolks.com or HeidiHollis.com and write me about whatever it is that you've experienced that's out of the ordinary. The more information, the better, because then it paints a picture and we can all relate. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to try to slice anybody down and change what it is you believe to be true for yourself because that is so subjective as with Martin. So we have an open mind here. I don't care what corner of the universe it's coming from. I'd love to hear from you. And if you have research that you feel goes in one direction over another, I would love to even hear about that. We are all in this together. We build each other's knowledge up in this lifetime look where we are and look where else we can go i'm telling you it's an exciting world and it's gonna get even more exciting (laughs) soon (laughs) all right you guys you have been listening to dark becomes light with me heidi hollis on the iheart radio and coast to coast am paranormal podcast network and we will catch you next time stay safe goodbye everybody